0: Hey guys, I just wanted to take a minute before we get started and say thank you to everyone who has been buying our shirts on TeePublic. Thank you to our Patreon sponsors. You can find us at patreon.com slash Matthew E. Pierce. It's like two bucks. Quick note before we get started. uh, The sound is a little bit different on this episode. Uh, We have Nate Claiborne on the show and it was a lot of fun, but we had a really tight window and we had to choose between... Uh, recording with the backup equipment or putting it off and maybe not getting to record at all so we decided to go ahead and record and I think it was the right decision because it was really fun and I don't think we could have recreated it in the same way if we had come back later uh, but this sounds a little different than usual uh, so just bear with us and we'll be back next week with the primary equipment and once again, hey, thanks for listening thanks for being a part of the family I made a really, I made a really bad tweet right before we started this episode. I, I'm trying to decide if I need to take it down. Oh, let me, let me pull that up. Yeah, we yeah, could, we could. If you tell me to take it down, I can take it down, and then this podcast will be the only, um, will be the only record of the tweet existing.
1: It'd be like an artifact for <laughs> explorers later on down the road to uncover.
0: Yeah, it was was replying to Jessica Thompson. She might have blocked me already or unfollowed Uh, me. Let's see.
1: Where are you at? I'm having some difficulties here of my own.
0: Well, I'll set it up while you're looking for it. Oh, you see it? Yeah. (laughs) Should I take that one
1: down? Uh, I mean... It's it's going to have a limited release cuz it's just going to be whoever follows both of you. And oh man. Now I'm going to be now I'm going to be stuck thinking about sexy Paul Tripp all day.
0: I can't help it. It's just the, the joke was just too easy. Mhm. <laughs> Okay, so if you don't know what Paul Tripp, oh, I guess I should say what Jessica's tweet. If you got Jessica's tweet pulled up, can you just read her tweet? Uh, Yeah, she,
1: it's a gift tweet of uh, that face when you release a gospel-centered view of sex, and then a month later, Paul Tripp releases one, too. And then you asked, is the name of his book Mustache Ride? Yes or no?
0: Do I, do I need to delete that?
1: I, we can let the people decide. I mean, it'll probably it'll probably linger there before this episode drops, and if there's an outcry, I mean...
0: I mean, the guy has, like, a... The guy's mustache is very potent.
1: It is. It's, he's like a modern-day Nietzsche. Just the bushiness of it.
0: It's like a, uh... But it's not like a, he's, uh... He... It's not like he's doing it because he thinks it looks good. It's almost like an ironic mustache of, oh, look at this cool mustache that's uncool. When when
1: I've seen him at conferences and stuff, he kind of dresses like a hipster. So it's like you're sort of wondering if he's trolling people or if he's actively trying to be cool or if he's just on his own wavelength and
0: doesn't even think about it at all. It becomes a question. Like you're uncertain of the purpose of the stash. Is it ironic? Is it not ironic?
1: He needs to get on Reddit and do an AMA so we can find out.
0: is that does? did not Crossway have a subreddit? If you get if you did a Reddit right AMA, do you think he'd answer my questions if I got on there and started asking about Tullian? Ooh, I, I don't. I, enough time might have passed.
1: <laughs> Which this is a. Uh, did we ever talk about when I had lunch with Tolian after he moved to Orlando? Oh, no, I, don't, I do not believe – I would remember that, Nate Claiborne, and I do not. Well, I feel like the – so I feel like the Statue of Limitations is passed on that, so I can oh, probably yeah. talk about it now. Go for it. Um, and some of this is a recounting of what actually happened, and some of it is uh, conjectural interpretation. So let the let the listener understand. Okay. Okay. Um, but let's see, two, I think it was around 2015 or so, um, Tullian, it was like right as he was starting to go through his divorce and stepped down or got fired from his church down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And so he had come back up here to Orlando, um, and someone someone had like just ripped him a new one in a blog post that was making the rounds. Um, And I wrote like a response blog that was kind of like not necessarily championing his cause of Uh, being, because he had gotten rehired at Willow Creek, mm -hmm. um, which is not associated with the church in Chicago, but it's, uh, it's a PCA church here in Orlando, and they had rehired him, but not as a pastor and not as an elder and not as a deacon. They just basically they kind of brought the term in PCA is under care. And so they, they brought him on staff so he'd have a job, but they were really trying to help with his rehabilitation process.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and he wasn't, he wasn't in charge of anything, wasn't leading anything anyways. So the, uh, the blogosphere as, as is its custom found out that he got hired at a church and just lost their collective minds. Cause they made that fairly synonymous with, Oh, he's a pastor again already, mm-hmm. which he, was just on staff at a church, not a pastor. So that's, that's the context. So then I write this blog post, um, just kind of saying like, I can't even remember what it was. We, we could probably do a deep dive in the archives and throw it in the show notes or something. Um, but like a week later, I get a message through my contact form from Tullian mm-hmm. about it. And he asked if I wanted to go to lunch. And so I was just kind of like, Oh well, I guess he's got time on his hands, so that would make sense. But um, so he and I meet at, and I'm just going to leave this here. We meet at a place called BJ's Brew House. No, no further comment on the choice of restaurants.
0: Can I make further comments? Is that right? You, if you want to. <laughs> so was, was the Missionary Grill booked up? You couldn't get there. I, I, you had to settle for the BJ's. Yeah, all the seminary students go to the Missionary Grill, so
1: it's. Can't really get in, but um, that's what she said. Um, So we we have lunch and we talk about stuff and it was one of those, like, I'm kind of sitting there, I'm like, am I actually having lunch with him? And then also kind of like, why did he want to have lunch with me again? And then also like, he is oversharing to the max right now, like talking about stuff with his now ex-wife and I'll just, I'll leave all that confidential but i'm just kind of like bro we just met like 20 minutes ago and you're like showing me pictures on your phone of you know how you're stalking her more or less anyways so we have lunch and everything and then he he had given me his number and he was like yeah we should get together again sometime and then we're talking about other stuff because basically he was like living in an apartment like right down the street from me Uh at that point Mm -hmm. um Weird twist of fate, though. I guess he had already, he had done seminary in Orlando previously, Mm -hmm. and then his first church out of seminary was a place called Cedar Springs Presbyterian Church in Knoxville, which is where I grew up and where I played Little League baseball.
0: Okay.
1: So we had this kind of weird overlap of paths back in the day. But anyways, so we had lunch, and then literally we try to set something else up and it never works out. And then just radio silence from there on out. And then a few months later he gets ex excom- not excommunicated, but he gets sort of let go by that church. And then it comes out that he's already getting remarried and it was just kind of all this other stuff hit the fan after it. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of realized, I think he he looked at the design of my blog and maybe following and sort of overestimated how important I was. And so he wanted to kind of like, build an ally, and then he found out I'm just some like part-time Bible teacher at a local community school. And so it was just sort of like, he made it through the lunch okay, but then it was like, mm, I can't really do anything else with this guy, so then I never heard anything again.
0: You, you had no further use to the Tolian brand? Basically. <laughs> uh, did, at any point when you were meeting with them, like at any point did you pick up of like, ah, this, 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 you know, this guy's full of it.
1: Um, not, it, it was one of those things like in the meeting, I was just analyzing everything that was being said. So it was kind of afterwards, the more I reflected on it. I was like, based on what everyone else is saying, it felt like he tended to use people and be semi manipulative so I guess that's probably what was just going on with me as well. I got you.
0: I got you. <clears throat>
1: but you know, it's a weird time.
0: That's <laughs> uh, a that's a quality ten minute opening right there. Yeah, I mean, I I really don't know where we where we
1: go from here. Do we just kind of play the outro music and call it a day?
0: Like. <laughs> Did we, it, it would be better than some episodes we've had if i just uh, if, if we just did not me and you i'm just saying fsbt episodes uh, in, in the pantheon of episodes yes in the pantheon of episodes it, it wouldn't even rank near the bottom mm. well that's good i got to give the people what they want so <laughs> i think what the people want is just uh i like the longer i go i think the more what people want is just Casey Haas making inappropriate jokes.
1: Oh yeah, from uh, what was that? Was that last week or well, maybe
0: I listened to it last week, a couple weeks ago when you guys did "Would You Rather"? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, pretty much any time she's on the show, it's just inappropriate jokes.
1: When it's always, it's always interesting to me because sometimes it ends up to when the episode drops, I end up listening to it in the car on the way to go teach her kids piano. Oh, <laughs> so I'm listening to this episode and I get like 20 minutes of it and then I teach piano to her girls and then I get, talk to her for like 10, 15 minutes and then leave and then get the other 20 minutes on the way home. <laughs> Man, it's just an extra eventful morning. My, my wife is on the way out. Um because she is the general manager of a place called World of Beer, which is exactly what it sounds like. So, so uh, to recap, you guys are reformed. Yeah, we, we uh, I mean, she grew up at a non-denomination, I grew up Baptist, and when we go Presbyterian, we go Presbyterian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Alan Noble. He's somewhere, he's feeling a disturbance in the force.
1: Probably, yeah. Um, it's very, it's really interesting living inside an episode of Cheers, <laughs> but I'm, ne- I'm neither Norm nor Cliff, but she's definitely Rebecca, but You're clearly they're, they're, Carla. they're, yeah, maybe, I don't know, they well, no, <sighs> I, I guess, you know, you would want to be Sam because they have that romantic tension, but... They never actually get together, so that doesn't work. And she's definitely not a Diane because uh, she's not psychotic. So yeah, it's tricky. But anyways, she was. Uh, we, li- we live within walking distance of it, which is good and bad because when like the alarm starts going off on Wednesday morning at eight a.m., the owner calls her to go check on it.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course I jest. You're, of course you're. Uh um you're fraser that's who you are oh you know actually that's probably
1: yeah i I would be a less a less pretentious fraser but with uh
0: the same hairline on the way (laughs) i feel like uh fraser crane would have been right at home on christian twitter like if he was just if he was just an evangelical he'd be right at home on christian twitter I mean, it, we could just go ahead and throw that out there, that that's some low-hanging fruit
1: if anyone wants to make a Christian Frasier parody account. I mean, just rewatch Frasier, pull some lines, change the names around so it's
0: about the I think, I think there Christian is culture. One. I think there already uh, is one. It's, there called, is? it's called Jonathan Merritt. Oh, I can feel that burn all
1: the way down here. <laughs> Is he a is he a regular listener? Do we have you had him
0: on yet? <laughs> Nate, there's like there's like 14 people that listen to this podcast, uh, and he's not one of them. He's I, not I mean, part I of the don't. part of the elite. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I know about him says no. He's not a listener. <laughs> Do you think we could start a
1: grassroots campaign to sort of?
0: Okay, that's a drop- good question for you. Who who would be more likely to listen to an episode? Uh, Paul Trip, Uh Tullian or Jonathan Merritt? It, it,
1: uh, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Because my 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 heart says Tullian because he would misconstrue what the title suggests. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But then again, Paul Tripp's the one who just released the sex book. So, which I got, I feel like this is a, well, this is a good place to drop one of these disclaimers. But his sex book isn't new. It's part of a previous book that was published that was called Sex and Money. And then they decided to re-release the two halves of that book as separate books, but not be very
0: clear that it's previously published material. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that makes
1: Jess Thompson feel better, but
0: otherwise known as a John Piper. Yeah,
1: it's the, yeah, it's a classic John Piper gambit.
0: <laughs> so it's just, just re, repurpose a bunch of these things and uh, call it Christian hedonism. Yeah, well, see, it, I, I could go on
1: a, a little mini rant because we, we brought up Paul Tripp, now you brought up John Piper, and even Tolian for that matter. Um, they're all one-trick ponies, and if you like the trick then all the books are amazing. But if the trick, it gets boring the first time you see it, then the rest of the books are just going to be garbage.
0: That could also be a name of his sex book. Uh, One trick. See, that's just laying right there. No pun intended, but you know, (laughs) okay. So you brought up, would you rather? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Casey sprung that on me in the last episode. Uh, fun, sexy Bible time. Would you rather? And I had no idea what was coming and it was a lot of fun. So, uh, I decided I would do the exact same thing to you. I and mean, this can just be like a repeating thing now of so just bringing this game on people. Nick Claymore, let's play, let's play a couple rounds of fun, sexy Bible time. Would you rather? Okay. Um, <clears throat> and actually we're going to begin this, uh, with, with a couple of gambits that have been posited by Casey Haas. She knew you were coming on the show, and she uh, she gave me a couple hand grenades to throw at you. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm, I'm braced. <laughs> All right. Nate Claymore. Would you rather have to preach a Southern Baptist-style patriotic sermon to your Presbyterian church... To celebrate the Fourth of July, or sing Lee Greenwood's "I'm Proud to Be an American" as a solo. Ooh. As as a general rule,
1: I do not sing. So, although that song is really solid, makes me think of my childhood in Tennessee because I think there's that one line in there. So, I mean, there's a lot of lines in there,
0: but we're talking um, like full Robert Jeffries. Like, fist-pumping American flags in the background. Every song is, like, Battle Hymn of the Republic. That kind yeah. Of, that kind of I would I would actually do that just because I think I have
1: the personality style to where most of the people would realize that it's a piece of performance art and that it's all being done ironically, Even, even if I'm presenting it earnestly. No one would take me seriously if I was, like, very – passionately patriotic about something they'd be like he is mocking robert jeffress
0: uh, is, i just call him jeffries i feel like the jeffries is it Jeffries? Yeah. jeffers it's, it's it's i think it's jeffress jeffress um that sounds so regal
1: it yeah it's unfortunate but he's oh man i've got a friend from uh there's small side note i've got a friend from dallas that was studying at Criswell uh, College, which is like Dallas. It's not Dallas's undergrad, but it's across the street in the a Library.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: but it's more explicitly Baptist, but I don't know if it's officially Baptist. But anyway, so I had a friend that he worked in the DTS bookstore, and we would talk about ancient Near East literature and all kinds of nerdy theological stuff. And he goes hard on Facebook on this anti patriotic stuff like mm-hmm. he just doesn't yeah. pull punches but anyways he he had posted something yesterday about it and i had found that you know the uh the meme with the guy and the butterfly
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: so there was a someone had made one where it was robert jeffress and it was an american flag and the bottom was like is this the gospel
0: <laughs> <clears throat> i mean he uh He's got his corner staked out. that's his corner yeah he's gonna he's gonna run that Christian nationalism. It'll be it'll be a denomination before you know it, <laughs> <laughs> it will, will it be called Southern Baptist? Oh oh the heat on that one that's, I, didn't, I don't know if... I didn't I didn't come on the podcast to throw fastballs today but that's that's all I'm, that's all I'm throwing apparently. I mean when you're loosened up and ready it's you just got to go with which which pitches are hitting the mark i just i, my, I just got to make sure i make fun of everybody before the episode's over oh yeah cuz equality that's this, right and that's really the only thing i care about like as long as we're making fun of the left and the right and the various denominations i'm good would you want we could throw the methodist in there real quick if you want to <laughs> well we got some time we got some time i got to get the Methodists and then I got to get the progressives somehow. Like I guess I had to make fun of Jonathan Merritt that he's he's kind of progressive. I guess that counts. Yeah, we could we could count that. Okay. <clears throat> okay. This is from Casey Haas, Nate Claiborne. Would you rather have to teach a theology class with the vocabulary of a 5-year-old or teach the same class with your full vocabulary but say the word like every third word? Ooh. Is it the average five-year-old or me as a five-year-old? <laughs> no. I, uh, somehow I believe you were not an average five-year-old, so we got to go average. Okay. Uh, ugh.
1: Mm-hmm. I, well, okay. I'll say this. I would like the challenge of trying to do it with a five-year-old's vocabulary.
0: Okay. Because, you know, a five-year-old is not going to nail any of those. Old Testament names, places. No, yeah, you gotta you gotta strip all that off, so to speak. <laughs> it could be another title for Paul Trib's sex book. You gotta strip it all off.
1: <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, no, I would. Uh, oof. Oof. I'm still I'm still thinking about that. I, <laughs> I have some I have some curriculum mapping to do <laughs> for the fall. I could redesign my freshman Bible class accordingly, just for just to prove I could do it. (laughs) I mean, I already say, um, every like sentence or so. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go,
0: I'm going to go five-year-old vocabulary. Okay. Yeah. When Casey sent me that, I was like, you, you have listened to this podcast, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a genuinely bad podcast host. I, I say I stumble on words and I mumble pretty much the entire episode. Like, is this like a veiled shot at me? She, she said no, but I think she meant yes. Sometimes no means yes, and sometimes yes means hell no. <laughs> life, life is tricky sometimes. <laughs> uh, I genuinely think I'm am I'm probably a better podcast guest, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm probably better at playing off of other people than being the setup guy. Does that make mm. sense? No, that's
1: a, that's maybe that's uh, maybe that's why we should do more podcasts because that's what I would prefer to do. And so ah. we're both kind of like playing off of each other. I so it's like right. who's actually hosting this? Yeah, yeah. The
0: reluctant, the reluctant host. The oh, reluctant podcast host. title. Yeah, podcast title. Okay, Nick Livermore. Would you rather, <clears throat> would you rather have to call Chick Fil A headquarters and report every time you had marital relations, or would you rather write emails to the Babylon Bee detailing the theological inaccuracies of every blog post they do? Ooh, uh, and you have to do it straight. Like you're outraged. You can't be like, ha ha uh, ha. Oh, okay, yeah, it's got to be legitimate outrage. Yeah. Um, do we know who I'm
1: getting a hold of at Chick fil A
0: headquarters? Just whoever picks up the phone. It could be a lowly intern, but you have to ask for the CEO every time. Oh, gotcha. You
1: um, Dan and Kathy. Dan Kathy. Okay. Uh, I, I'll call Chick fil A. I'll let him know.
0: <laughs> How would that phone call go,
1: by the way? Um,. Well, so here's the thing. I, sometimes I like to play a game where I do things that I know are incredibly awkward, but because I know it's awkward and the other person isn't ready for it, it's like a power move. <laughs> so call in and be like, oh, yeah, hey, um, is Dan Kathy there? He, I'm, I have a, I have a, a piece of well, – what would I say? Hmm. <laughs> I would probably go like this, probably fumble around for my words be like, um – uh, yeah. Dan told me to call him if something happened. <laughs> so I was just seeing if he was available. And then when they say no, I'd be like, um, can I, they'll, they'll ask, like, maybe they would ask if they could take a message. Be like, yeah. So I just had sex. And then maybe I would start <laughs> quoting lines from that Lonely Island song, but without like rapping or singing them.
0: <laughs> and Dan wanted me to let him know when, when that happened
1: yeah dan Dan told me to give him a call, and so I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to do him a solid keep him in the loop <laughs> just lay it all bare.
0: All of those, by the way, could be titles for Paul Triff's book on sex.:
1: yeah, he really i mean I actually is it on my shelf right now he really i mean um, I I think it's just called sex in a redeemed world or something like that. Like there was, there's just no imagination. It's a white, it's a white cover.
0: I don't know much about him. How bad did that dude get played by telling during the quote unquote restoration process? Um, he, uh, I remember him
1: saying something to the effect. Well, no, now see, I'm blurring my boundary, not boundaries, but memories of, him coming in to deal with reconciliation with Tullian versus him coming in to figure out the Mars Hill situation. And one of them, I think he said was like one of the most dysfunctional. Uh, I don't even know what the word he, he used a superlative related to dysfunctional to describe it.
0: It's gotta I be, think. it had to have be been Mars Hill because when he was meeting with Tullian, he would, he would, didn't he like put out a statement? Yeah, he initially he initially put out a statement, I think, and then I don't
1: know that he ever retracted it. Uh-huh. But he, I know he started having a lot of health problems, and sort of faded from the spotlight around that time as well. Mm. Like he hasn't really, I mean, he he the, these books that are coming out, the the sex book, and then he's got a money book that just came out, and he, I don't think he's put out anything. Truly new in several years.
0: Gotcha. So he's, he's he's like the band Mercy Me.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically. I, I, which I guess they're still around. They had a movie come out about that
0: one song because <laughs> they still can't let it go. I'm just a horrible person. That, that's 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 the only takeaway from today's episode. Mm. Well, you know, we're all there. <laughs> If we're on this episode together, <laughs> all right. One more, Nate Clayborn. Would you rather read a sex book by Dave Ramsey or a personal finance book by Joel Osteen? Ooh,
1: actually, I, I would do the uh, the sex book by Dave Ramsey because I want to see how he incorporates the envelope system. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you you know that's that's going to be a core part of it and then there's going to be like debt snowball is going to take on some other kind of sexual innuendo to it
0: well, <laughs> uh i i feel like it's it would be very regimented
1: Yeah, it's almost like a workout program, probably. It's like part sex book, part workout program, part secretly a book about budgets. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) There's a subtext in there. Yes, there there will be a set time. There will be a set number of minutes for foreplay. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't even want to
1: estimate numbers on that, but it'll probably be like a window of time, no less than, (laughs) but not to exceed. (laughs) But then there's probably some kind of rollover system to where you're supposed to log the time for it. And then if you don't exceed your limit, you can roll those minutes over into the next time. (laughs) So you could build it up over time if you wanted to. (laughs) That way nothing's wasted. (laughs) <laughs> Except for you,
0: before you start. <laughs> any any JD Greer comments before we wrap this up? Um, I like him as a person.
1: Mm-hmm. I have friends that go to their ch- church, so I feel like the I feel like the Southern Baptist made a wise choice. I mean, it's always good to elect someone as a president a, a president who already has a parody account on Twitter, because then you don't have to go to the trouble of making one.
0: What are the odds that he runs that account himself?
1: Well, one of the things that I'm trying to do this summer is actually figure out how gambling works now that it's going to be legal everywhere. And so I don't know how to actually calculate odds right off. Like, I don't know what, you know, just 16 to 1 versus, I know 16 to 1 versus 5 to 1 is different, but. Is this like an over-under situation? This-
0: no, I'm just looking like straight percentages. I'm thinking there's at least a 20% chance that J.D. Greer runs his own parody account. Yeah, I might I might put it 25 to 30,
1: somewhere in the like quarter to third. Or at least he, what are the odds he knows who does it? And it's kind of like he doesn't do it, but he definitely
0: endorses whoever's doing it. Yeah. 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 I could, I mean, it, it wouldn't shock me at all if, if he had a hand or had a hand in it somehow. What do you think are the
1: odds that it's like a, a fake John Piper situation where the person running it is someone like Jared Wilson? Like it's, it's not just some random person. It's like another like prominent individual.
0: I, I would say very high. I would say very high because, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not like a. Uh, I mean, it's it's very chummy with him. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, it's not somebody who's trying to embarrass J.D. Greer. It's somebody who's trying to humanize him. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not. It's not a. It's. It's an example exaggeration of things that are kind of true to him it's not like trying to mock him or belittle him or anything
0: yeah okay i think i'm gonna keep the mustache ride tweet up because casey haas just liked it okay yeah you kind of have to now yeah i mean yeah fun sexy bible time the the connection there has been made so gotta keep it up gotta keep it up also another name for paul Tripp's sex book Oh, wow. That's actually probably
1: what it should be. (laughs) Because it's, on the one hand, it's not really a double entendre on its own. It just is when you think about it in relation to age. (laughs) I know explaining things doesn't make them as funny, but it's just one of those, like, you got to keep it up as, like, you know, stay faithful
0: versus you got to keep it up. Like, I don't know if it's going to (laughs) work. (laughs) Uh, Can I do my J.D. Greer joke? I had a J.D. Greer joke, and I never got to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, It's not really a joke. It's just like a little mini rant. Is is it not just perfect somehow that the Baptists uh, nominated somebody who literally wrote a book that said, Stop asking Jesus into your heart? Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, that's like the most Baptist thing. And people were just like amazed that there was blowback against his candidacy it's like he, he literally wrote a book that said stop jesus, stop asking jesus into your heart and people were like well why why are people mad that he's nominated yeah that's that's actually i mean that needs more press out there and and my joke was uh what was the, was the guy who wrote the book eating fried chicken is a sin not available <laughs> got him got him i got him that joke is only 2 weeks late and i still get it
1: yeah i mean that's that's probably can you tweet things you say on the episode after you say it on the episode
0: <laughs> well i mean <laughs> if this was like an actual you know good podcast you know we'd have like effective marketing like that but oh yeah that's you know, this true was just a, yeah this is just an underground broadcast to like 3 dozen people
1: Oh, it's grown because it was 14 a little while ago. That's good. That's well, now, already... I'm,
0: now I'm lying. Oh, okay. it's, it's still 14, but uh, I'm...
1: I don't know. I don't know if Jonathan Merritt started listening or something. <laughs>
0: <in> my... <laughs> uh, we would know by the string of concern tweets. Oh, right. Self-congratulatory concern tweets. Quote, quote-threaded somehow. <laughs> Will you join me as I stand and triumphantly walk out of the SBC in protest? <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> I, lo- I love that tweet by him so much. I forgot how he said it. I'm not. I don't care enough to look it up. But it was, it was very, it was very regal and uh, important sounding. You know, we're gonna we're gonna stand and walk out of the SBC.
1: Yeah, very very majestic. And then it all <laughs> was for naught because everything blew up.
0: Majestic before it That's even right. got to that. That's right. I did I did enjoy his tiff with the Babylon Bee, though. I found that incredibly entertaining. I think I missed that. When was it? Was that? It was about three How... weeks ago. Okay, um, and Babylon Bee. You know, not. <laughs> <laughs> Not known for being especially uh, Babylon B is basically like the homeschooler in the room in the room who never quite learned to make friends, mm. aka me and you. Um, True. So I think that what happened was the Babylon B got a hold of him and was like asking him to do an, a uh, a piece on the book that they just put out or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, "Okay, I'll interview you guys, but I have my own set of questions." And he sent and he sent back to their PR person like his set of questions of like, you know, who are you guys, like who is funding you guys? Blah 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 blah. And they backed out of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he just immediately went to Twitter and started roasting them of like, "Oh, is this how this works?" You, you come to me and ask for a puff piece, and then when I come back with actual questions, you run and hide. That's not how journalism works, Babylon B. And it was at the same time, like, dunking on them, but also kind of dunking on himself because he was patting himself on the back. It was it was just beautiful. Yeah, man. I'm going to have to go back and look that up. <laughs> and, then, and then everybody was... Uh, I don't remember if it was replies or just other people tweeting about it, but it was the uh progressive Twitter uh tinfoil hat brigade came out in full mm. force of you know, these people Babylon B sponsored by Jerry Falwell Junior. That kind oh, of Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah, that, that sort of stuff. The like unsubstantiated accusations. Yeah. Anything to fit the narrative. Doesn't doesn't work as a as a paltry title. I I did think of that as I said it. I was like, just can that work? <laughs> no, it's one word off. <laughs> Yeah, all the seminary students go to the missionary grill, so it's... can't really get in, but um, that's what she said.